like, do I want to be discussing anything that, that Stephen A. Smith is, is talking <laughs> about? But hey, peace, peace, peace. I am Philip Roundtree, and you are tuned into episode, I believe this is episode 60 of the Hashtag You Good Man podcast. Again, I am your host, Dr. Philip Roundtree, joined always by the good brother, Michael Olenek. Say, there we go. It's It's getting... It's getting more comfortable. It's something about that O that just... Oh, man, you messed it up again, bro. Oh, Olenek. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I, I, the thing is, I, I took a shower like like seven minutes before here, and I was just like, you know, I was like, all right, Michael Olenek, Michael Olenek, Michael Olenek, then I get here, <laughs> and now here we are. I'm saying Olenek maybe again. Maybe we should just trim it to Michael O, man. Maybe that's what we got to do. No, no, we no, we got we got to get it right, man. Again, as I said last week, it's it's all about respect and love. So I am joined by my 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 good brother, my Canadian homie, who is responsible for all the wildfire smoke <laughs> that is <laughs> that has permeated the the South here, because Canada is south of of America. Michael Olenek, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Ready to get back at it. Word. Stand this thing up. Word, word. So, it is, if you heard me saying I don't want to talk about anything that Stephen, Stephen A. Smith is, is talking about, I, yesterday I just happened to see a, a, a caption of, a description for his podcast where he was talking about uh, Kiki Palmer and her, I don't even know the good dude, is it Darius Jackson? I, I, that's I the thing. Because I don't, I don't want to disrespect him and say... Yeah, and I, I feel like that's disrespectful to call him uh, Kiki Palmer's boyfriend, but in, <laughs> but it, but indeed it is. It's it's Darius Jackson. So we were. I saw Stephen A. Smith again. This this description, and I'm just like, fam, has it has it? Are we here to where this this sports anchor, this this sports personality? I don't even know if he's a sports personality. As opposed to now, he's just a, a shock jock, right? In the vein of, in the vein of Howard Stern, in the vein of of Skip Bayless, and and so on and so on. Do we really want to be having this conversation w- with regards to to Kiki Palmer and just the unhealthy way that her her boyfriend, her co-parent Darius Jackson, responded to a a video of her at the Usher concert? Wearing a a see through, was it was it a a, a once a, what is it what is it called a cat suit was it a cat suit or was it just a one a one piece dress? Here's the thing, yes, there was a see through element to it, but underneath the see through, she was covered, like it wasn't that wild. Word. There was nothing that wild about like she had a dress underneath with a see through to- like over the top of the dress. So like yeah, you could there was some cleavage, you could see a little bit of her butt, but it was not this. Thing that you need to get on Twitter and start taking shots uh, at yeah. your partner. See, you 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 ready to get after it? <laughs> you ready to get after it? I'm trying to pull it up because I tried to 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 push it to the furthest recesses of my mind because everybody and their mama had a conversation where was commenting on what took place, but. No, I wouldn't even want to say between a couple because it was just him, <laughs> right? It was just him. She's yet to come out and say anything directly about what took place. So I'm trying to, to, to find the tweet. So what he said was, he said, it's the outfit, though, you a mom. And again, he's referencing, and you can Google it, he's referencing the, the see-through dress. She did have have undergarments on underneath it, so she wasn't completely exposed like we saw Sierra 
right? Like we saw Sierra at the with Russell Wilson at, at, at one of these things, the galas that that rich folk go to, which, again, she was called every name in the book. And he was called a simp. He was called a sucker for, quote unquote, allowing her. Right. Allowing uh, her to to, um, to go that. out that way. Hate that. <laughs> I can't. Allowing. What is that? Is she your chattel? She property. That's right. I got it. When you when you decide to marry someone, you now own them. We're still living like that. <laughs> Russ, I saw that picture of Russ. Russ was standing off the side proud, man, as he should be. Yeah. I'd be proud. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And so with, with, with Darius Jackson, the just the tweet, it's the outfit, though. You a mom. What was your first response, uh, your visceral response to seeing it? My first response is when... The, Cause I'm also like, listen, I, I don't always key into the pop culture. I learned pop culture by doing a scroll through Instagram, right? That tells me what's hitting because enough people will be talking about it. And the first thing I thought is, what is this thing about putting your partner on blast publicly without having a conversation privately, right? Like we're missing context, sure, but no matter what, you making this comment publicly and attacking your partner, it's just poor taste and it's insecure. And then you add the, you're a mom. What does that mean? So, so before you, before you move on, I, I want to address that point. Cause that was something that, that a lot of people brought up this idea. Well, if you had an issue with it, why didn't you wait for her to come back from Vegas and, and address it then instead of putting it on the internet. And my response to that was, it's because that's not what we do anymore. We don't, we don't, we don't sit and have healthy conversations. I mean, I don't know if we, we had them before, right? Before social media took off. Wait, we, public embarrassment has, has always been a thing. Public shaming, as we'll talk about later with, with Jonah Hill and his ex-partner. Public shaming has, has always been a thing. And so for these individuals, and I'm not sure how old Darius Jackson is, but he's grown up in an era where you put everything, you put every thought, feeling, emotion and behavior that you're experiencing, whether healthy or unhealthy on the internet. So I wasn't surprised. I would have been surprised if he didn't put it on the internet. Hmm. What are your thoughts? And I, I get that. I get that. Like, I'm not surprised by it, but it's still, I just don't get it. I can't connect with it. I think I was born in the wrong era. I just don't understand. Like, what what is he getting out of it? Does he appreciate all this pushback? Because I actually no, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some men that have been like, giving him the head nod, being like, yeah, you handled that. Way to way to shame your partner. She'll think twice before she wears something she likes again. Like, you know, there's men out there supporting that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and this goes to one of his tweets where that got 2.3 million views, 304 retweets, 8,349 quotes, 1,001 likes, and 505 bookmarks. And I think it's important to put those numbers out there because that affirms the point that you had that there are folk ag agreeing, especially with the with the likes. Right. It says we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. That was his that was his response to please others. It pleased her. She felt good. 
she enjoyed the way she looked. It's her body. It's her life. It's her look. How does he know that she's doing that from a point to just please others? Hmm. Hmm. Like, that's audacious to me. So, I'm not going to say to please others. What I will say, and again, I, I think when we add the celebrity component, there is a level of attention that you seek in an effort to what? In an effort to stay relevant, right? Like those seats that, that were chosen, everybody knows that in those seats that, that she chose with her friends, whether it was a girl's trip or whatever, that's, those are the seats that Usher comes to, to, to engage with. Right. He's going to mm -hmm. sing to the woman that's there. He going he might dap up the, the man that's there. He's going to say to sing the same song over and over again. And, and those are the seats. Right. And so I'm not saying she got those seats for attention purposes. She got those seats because why? She she, she can afford them. And for those of us <laughs> who who have looked at the Usher tickets. Right. We like. Oh, all right. Cool. En enjoy, sis. <laughs> enjoy. But again, a part of it is this this level of attention seeking when we do talk about how we dress, and again, this goes this goes across across gender identities, right, or, or sexual uh, sexual identities. There's that we are in a space where we are we seek attention. Just the mere, even when we talk about like this podcast and the multiple podcasts that that I have, right. Part of it, and and also educating, right, is also this level of attention seeking. We want to be seen. Can, can, can you agree with that? Yeah, I can agree that we all want to be seen. And then I'll add, we want to be seen at our best and how we feel at our best. Yeah. And she thought as she was heading to this Usher concert, which is like a fun event, she knows she's got those seats. And she said, yeah, I'm going to look the part. I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to enjoy my night. And dude had to come through and be like, yeah, I'm going to take that joy. I'm going to put it in my hand and throw it out the window because – you disrespected me yeah because you're a mom and and i mean and we and for those of us who have really sat and, and looked at it when we watched the video we know that it had nothing to do with her being a mom right it had nothing to do, it had nothing to do with with how she dressed she was dressed because he's the same individual who has taken picture of her booty cheeks and said, this is what my child has done to her and had like the emojis, whether it's hard eyes or put the tongue out. So he's taking pictures of her body, of her physique and scantily clad outfits or something that's showing off her, her, her body and posted them himself hmm. online. How about that? So How about we, that? so we take a step back and say, Hmm, what is this really about? Yeah, that's that's and this is going to come up later with the Jonah Hill thing, because when we go over his like his boundaries, they're <laughs> all about him not being around. Hmm. Just like this. Darius wasn't there. He's not in control of what he sees as his. I'm telling you, man, that's where I sit with it. Oh, no, I don't think it's that. I, what I think is and I, and I saw other people bring up. I think he saw Usher. And. <laughs> He hopped in his still he hopped in his feelings and he's sitting at home. He got he, he on daddy daycare, right? He on daddy daycare. And I can attest to this, right? When when my partner and I were to, to together, my, my co parent and I were together, you know, I'm sitting at home with the baby and she might go out and I'm on her IG feed and she you know, I see a pic like, Oh, you just living life, ain't you? 
You just you just enjoying it, it. It never grows to like, oh, I'm jealous or I'm mad. You should I'm sitting here with the baby, but he's sitting there burping the baby, changing the diaper. Is she out there and Usher doing the thing? He's serenading her. She all into the performance because, again, she's a performer, too. Right. She's a performer, too, whether it's acting, whether it's singing, whether it's dancing. She's been in the limelight. She's 29 for since a, a, a killing the beat and probably before that. So we're talking about almost 20 years. And he's sitting there and he's seeing that and he's salty. Right. He's seeing he, he's seeing Usher do his thing. And again, it is it's probably is a control element. Right. That's related to it. Because it's like, well, if I was there, Usher wouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you get that, you start having those ideas. But I think he was salty. I think he was salty, and he couldn't sit in his feelings and let those feelings pass. And so, like so many of us who have phones at our disposal, our inclination, as soon as he saw that, he just scrolling on Twitter. And this is why I empathize with him a little bit. He just scrolling on Twitter. He just chilling. And he see the video. And he's like, wait, what? What's going on? And he, and he just hops in his feelings, and it's so easy to hit the retweet. We don't teach people how to take a moment, take a step back, inhale, exhale, put the phone away, allow yourself to process what's going on. We tweet him from the hip. Okay, but how about this? If you don't want your partner to be an extrovert who gets in the mix, cuts it up, has fun, then date an introvert. Date a homebody. I feel like Darius is confused on what he wants out of a partner because he wants to both have that extrovert but have her on his terms. I agree he felt feelings, but it's bigger than that, bro. To be able to make that statement, he feels some sense of possession. Yo, I don't know, man. I don't know. When we talk about this idea of just emotions, I've said things in the heat of the moment that I genuinely didn't mean. Right. That I genuinely didn't mean, but, but because I didn't have that level of emotional awareness in that moment, I said it and it was just like once you once the, it goes by, you because you got to double down on it. We talked about that before. You can't just say, oh, my fault. You can't just get off the Internet and say, yo, let me just let this die down. You can't do that. You got to double I mean, down on, on your point. Okay. And so with that and being. Go ahead. I said you can do that. You well, can, yeah, well, you can uh, step back. <laughs> In theory, in theory, you know, we know that you can. But in practice, we know that for, for yeah. so many, so many people that it's a difficult thing. And that's why I, I try to shoot them a little bail. I, I use the, the line that Day Day used the next Friday, like, play as fuck up. <laughs> right? Because he said it for a reason. Play as fuck up. And so in that moment, he might not even meant that, but he needed to get something off his chest because he felt salty that Usher was there. He was dancing with his woman. She was looking like she was having the time of his life. Couple that with him being at home, whether he's with the baby or not. And he just wasn't in. Again, we talk about a stressful place. I know I get frustrated at times with, with both my children. If they start crying like uncontrollably. Right. And it's just like you try to do everything to console. So I'm trying to just think about the various things that could have somebody show up in that way. Right. And so if the baby's crying uncontrollably, you're doing the best that you can to try to get the baby to, to calm. And you just you frazzled emotionally, which kids can definitely do to us. And then you go there. You're like, Ugh! right. You go super saiyan or whatever, the, you know, those folks talk about. And you just go off. And then you like, oh, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. Why can't his partner have the time of her life without him? 
Why must he be involved? No, I listen, I completely agree. And that's why it's 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 difficult and I hate things like this, right? Because we 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 find ourselves judging people, we find people judging their relationships over some of their the the worst moments that they might have had. I'm right? with you on that. I completely agree that all this lacks context. So we can even just we can choose to look at it instead of looking at his tweet. We can look at the men that ran to support them. And that, they're not, exactly. They're, they're not in their feelings, right? <laughs> no, nah, they're coming in being like, yeah, you tell that woman to stay in her place. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where we go to, where we take these. And that's what I tried to do when I was tweeting about it. Not tweeting. Lord knows I ain't on the tweets, on the Twitter. But on when I made my post on, on Facebook, which I deleted, thankfully, uh, and, <laughs> and put it on Instagram, it was less about the the actual incident right because again i'm willing to show somebody grace and and i saw people doing nasty things like bringing up his alton sterling tweets from seven years ago six seven years ago where he's talking about complying with officers and he should have just got on the ground again i i need to know how you feel now seven years later before i can cast any aspersions on on your potential perspective as it relates to things Right. And so, as you were saying, we take it from the micro, which is this incident that we really don't have the context for and look at the macro. Look at the men who are supporting. So you got to be in control of your household. Right. You want him to lead. And so now he's trying to lead. But you're out here wilding in the women. Right. We can't forget about the women who are saying, yeah, that's you know, that was and she was inappropriately dressed. She need to be considerate of her man in the relationship and how she comes out and how she shows up. Again, those are the types of conversations that, that we strive to have here, and which was a, a, a definitely a point that you brought up. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, all those guys, they're not operating in a space of feeling or the women. They're all just attached to this idea that they need to either – support somebody who does the move where they go hey i'm the head of this household you need to do what i say or they flame the person that doesn't like when uh i forget rihanna's partner's name oh asa asa rocky yeah when they did the cover on the one magazine with rihanna in the lead everybody flamed him it was like look at you and it's like what what is this like why why is this so enmeshed in our psyche that we think these Silly, and I am calling them silly gender roles from like the 50s are still in play today and only conveniently right because they're not in play all the time only when there's a chance to like you know make some noise yeah yeah and but again it, and again we'll talk about this when we get to the Jonah Hill and and his part and his former partner and I'll find her name when we when we bring it up again this idea of of gender roles and how they're how they're quote unquote antiquated, right? Because for some, they aren't. We talked, we had that conversation about people looking for a man to lead. That men, I posted on my social media, it was like an umbrella. So it had Christ at the top. And again, this goes. To, this is a one of the bigger reasons as to why these these gender roles continue to be uh, perpetuated over time. We're talking about religion. So it had Christ at the top, and then it had. A husband and his it had literally his role was to provide for the family then it had mother and her role was to to care for the children 
and then it had the children and it was their role to obey their parents and people were literally I got this off somebody's page, right? So even if it's one person who believes in this, right, it just shows that this idea of of gender roles and gender responsibilities continue to continue to flourish. I mean, and that's that when you when you said, when you sent me that, I don't even want to call it a meme. That doesn't justify it. Memes are supposed to be funny, man. That thing made me upset. <laughs> um, even if people aren't connected to evangelical Christianity. When they're getting caught up in this gender role stuff and saying the man's supposed to lead, guess what? You're still pulling for evangelical Christianity, especially if you're in the States, because that that is everywhere, man. That's where we get it from. So, like, even if you're not connected to it, you got to realize that people need to take a step back and be like, why am I even repeating this? Why does this matter so much to me? Exactly, exactly. And that that is one of the, 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 the things that we... That's important for, again, for this podcast, we're not necessarily here to tell you how to think, but we should continuously be interrogating why we believe what it is that, that we believe. It's not by chance. It's not by chance that we, we have these ideas. It's not by happenstance that I wear jeans and shorts and not a dress. It's not by chance that this takes place. Right? We talk about patriarchy. We talk about white supremacy. We talk about all of these things that influence how we show up in our day to day. And so even in, in relationship wise, we are, are how we're nurtured impacts us. Nature impacts us. Uh, everything that we see in our, in our environments impacts us. So, exactly. it, so it's, when you're it's, talking go about patriarchy and white supremacy, evangelical Christianity is the main distributor of those things in the United States of America. Like we can try to we can try to act like it's not and like sidestep it, but nah, the idea that a woman should be clothed to a certain degree, evangelical Christianity, like that is purity culture at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you are only the property of your husband and you should only present yourself as such in the public eye. Yeah. I can't get down with it. Don't make no sense to me. But there's definitely like you read the numbers on his tweet, man. He's he's got some support behind him for this idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then what does it look like where let's say you, you do become I'm, I'm not going to say hmm, how can I how can I phrase this? You do interrogate your belief system and where you've learned these things and you start to go against them in our case. Right. Where we're like, no, nah, this is yeah. this is problematic. Then you're what? You're the outcast. You're the outlier. Right. Because you'll you'll easily have 100 people right out of 102 people who say, no, nah, this is this is how it's supposed to be. This is how we're so, supposed to, to uphold it. Look no further than than our presidency. This is the first thing that comes to comes to mind, specifically our vice presidency. The first he's going to be the first husband. That's not how to, what that doesn't make sense. That's not that's not what it is. It's supposed to be the man running the country. And then you're supposed to have this subservient wife who is supposed to 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 be in the background who's supposed to be a betty homemaker who's supposed to be go out to these these pointless events and smile and and say hey i'm the first lady as opposed to you know being the again of what is the leader of the free world or, or something you know i'm not gonna call it a free world but being a leader of this powerful nation that is america 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like we have, we don't, we have these archetypes that are built into our brain that we see the world with, whether we like it or not. And we got to figure out, like, do I want to actually believe in these archetypes or do I want to change it up? Can I live a different way? And like, yeah, there's always pushback. I remember like something as simple as when I was married, my ex-wife didn't take my last name. And some people were like, why? I was like, cause she didn't want it. <laughs> I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a more justifiable answer than, I don't want that to happen. And then I went, all right, cool, bet. You keep your name. Turned out it was good because we got divorced. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, I, I guess good for her in the sense where she didn't have to yeah, go well, through the process well, of well, changing. Change from her, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But like we, we act like, that can't be the answer. Like, why did Kiki dress like that? Because she wanted to. End of story. Like, that and the Jonah Hill situation are a friend of mine, Erica Smith, she's a sex educator, and she put out a tweet that she said that, like, this is just pure proof of someone trying to control someone else's body and sexuality. Ah. And you don't have that right. All right, so since now we've... My my bad, but just to, since now we've we've transitioned to so yeah I think we both can agree that Darius Jackson was was wilding I think for me and I'm sure for you it's just like we recognize that we may lack context in this for me it could potentially be a one off especially given that how he's he has posted her how he has been out in public with her right and so somebody well yeah he's in public with her so he can control it right that that's one idea but just how he's he has promoted her prior to that this could potentially be a one-off and the fact of i i feel that she's an she's an outspoken sister right and so with that being said she hasn't said anything about it which again is a, is a good thing unlike jonah hill and his ex-girlfriend sarah brady but that could also mean Listen, he'd be like, babe, you know I fucked up. My, my bad. That's on me. He could have took accountability. He took, a, he could have took ownership. Cause I think I, I don't know. Again, I don't know her personally. But, but are we, are we okay, Phil? Are we okay if he took ownership privately, even though he didn't take ownership publicly? Yes, I am personally. I am okay personally. I, I am as, cause I, I know it's the, the old saying. If you, you know, if you. If you disrespect me in, in public, then, you know, you need to make amends in public. I get that. But ultimately, it might be one of those things. But you know what? My bad. Because I'm really only, I, I need to say this to you. Because you're who I'm within a relationship with. I shouldn't have put it up there in the first place. If he, if he goes in and says, listen, babe, I shouldn't have put that up there. That I, I shouldn't have said it. I wasn't even feeling that. And so I'm apologizing to you for disrespecting you, for disrespecting our relationship, for disrespecting our child in this capacity. I apologize. And, she, and if she's okay with that, then I'm fine with it. We, again, we don't necessarily have to live everything out in the public space because even though he took it to the public space and nobody asked him to take it to the public space, again, this might be the opportunity where they're like, you know what? I know this happened in public, but we're going to make this private. We're going to keep this in. We don't need to put out a, an apology or anything like that publicly because I know where you stand because we are with one another on a, on a day-to-day basis. I'm with you on that. I would say, though, I think any man with a platform should use that platform to help push towards the liberation of men as they are and move them towards a better way of living. So I, in that sense, would be like, 
I'd love to see if there was a correction that the corrections public in some way, just because we lower, we change the people that are coming out to support. And we, maybe there's a few guys in that support bracket that liked his tweet or thought he was right, start questioning their own way. And I will say like, listen, I'm never going to cancel anybody. I don't think Darius is a horrible person. I don't know anything about him. I don't judge him for this. I just see the behavior for what it is and see how it's a bigger symptom of a bigger problem. Agree. That's it. Agree. No, and I and I agree with you. And I think when we t- when we talk about this idea of of change, right? He might not recognize that he could potentially impact how some other brothers show up. Right now, he yeah. just might be in the me space and let me get this together. And then maybe mm-hmm. over time, it may be six months from now. Yo, like listen, I, how I showed up in that situation was wrong. Now, granted, we've again we've we've switched. Switch lanes already. We don't even care about what took place with that anymore. And that's why, again, another reason why we. No, I'm not bringing this back up because all y'all going to do, the brothers who, who leaned into it, they not changing, right? They're going to call them a simp. They're going to call them a sucker. And so for that, he's like, yo, let's get this spotlight off us. Let's, like we about to do now. Oh, Jonah Hill came out and did some shit where he got NBA players posting in their stories that they standed with Jonah Hill, like, like Devin Booker did. Allegedly, because again, I, di- I didn't see that directly on Devin Booker's uh, Instagram account, but I did see people who who posted it. So, with regards to to Jonah Hill, and if you don't, you're not familiar with Jonah Hill. The really, the only thing I really know him from is Super Bad. I'm sure I've seen him in other in other films. He he is an actor, and he was in that movie with with Lauren London on on netflix she made her return to acting in that where they were paying a uh a interracial couple and you know the, the same stereotypical tropes that come with <laughs> those types of those types oh, yeah, of the one movies. where they take the kiss at the end the kiss is cgi Did that's what that? i that's what i heard that is what i heard i didn't watch it <laughs> he also did a netflix special all about therapy and his relationship with his therapist called stuts which is all about his growth as a human being Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you should check it out. No, probably not. But <laughs> but and it's funny just to just to talk about that as 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 therapists and I'm, you know, I'm throwing you in that in that group too, even though when you I was looking up the event that you have that you'll be able to promote for your Canadian folk and I know it's is virtually on Zoom. I, I noticed you ain't have like therapists in your bio and I don't know if that has something to do with like Canadian rules and, and regulations when you and your yeah. your outline of who you are in that. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't claim therapist. Okay. Here. Okay. Well well uh, wellness leader. You know, that's when you, that's when you get crafty. You get crafty. Yeah, I gotta with get crafty with <laughs> But I, I tell folk, they're like, yo, did you see this? It's on therapy. I'm not watching that shit in my spare time, right? I'm, I have no desire to to watch therapy, to watch uh, just different things. I'm, I'm trying to get away from, like, recreational trauma as a form of, of entertainment. Before we got on here, I was still watching the ID channel, trying to see this cop who had killed this woman down in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm trying to get out of that, but I think it's so compelling. But this good, this this also highlights, and, and we're gonna get into Jonah Hill. What Doctor, I believe her name is Doctor Thema, talked about, and I just saw a video that 
that again went went viral and she was talking about what we're watching when we go to sleep like why is it that we're watching like law and orders and id channel and murders and killing before we go to sleep what is that doing to to our spirit what is that doing to our psyche it's not helping our brain it's not helping our brain any any bit exactly but it's it's so damn compelling you know what i mean it's it's so it's so it's so damn compelling but when we talk about jonah hill um, so his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, she branded him as an emotional, emotionally abusive misogynist after leaking their alleged text. So um, and I'm just going to start with. First, start with just this idea of leaking, leaking text before we get into the specifics of the screenshots that she shared. Well, so she said I, I can't get into that. Uh, with, I can't get into the leaking without talking about the screenshots, right? So she screenshotted some conversations that her and Jonah allegedly had from 2021. Again, from 2021. And Jonah was pretty much, as he said, I'm letting you know what my boundaries are so you can make decisions as to one, whether you want to continue in this relationship and some of those boundaries were taking videos uh, taking pictures and videos down of her being in a, in a thong even though in her surfing video she was in a one-piece bathing suit he was also talking about um having boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men surfing with men if she needed to what model does that mean? what does that even mean <laughs> boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men that is deciding what's appropriate there that is a thing uh and and i'm gonna say i saw that and my visceral response was like yo you tripping but then i was just like you know what because i started i I started thinking uh, about myself and not to say i don't have uh inappropriate boundaryless inappropriate relationships with women but i started to to replay some of the conversations that i've had and i i think he and where he falls victim to a lot and i'm sure we'll talk about this more his articulation of his boundaries left much to be desired, right? But to just to go on, <laughs> so it says if you need, plain and simple, if you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past, beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. <sighs> That's a lot there. We're going to handle this a little different today, Phil, I think. I think we're going we're gonna to have some tension today. It's going to be good for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that I've read the text, the leaking, I think we're going to be in agreement with the leaking of the text some years later, which she's she said, and I want to I want to quote her directly. Oh, damn it, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Bear with me if you're streaming. That she's decided to share these alleged messages from Jonah in order to help her heal, noting that keeping quiet had caused damage to her mental health. Right? She says. um Keeping this to herself will cause more damage than sharing could ever do. What are your thoughts on the leaking of this, these texts as being cathartic for her and her mental health? I mean, she can make that claim. 
she can believe that she can feel that in her body and she can live with it i wouldn't leak text messages between me and my ex-wife a year after being divorced to point out where we struggled and where because i know i was emotionally abusive in that relationship and so she, so was she but i'm not going to put the receipts out there for the public to read hmm. personally hmm. my healings going with that kind of stuff was a personal process it was individual i didn't need international coverage of it but if she's making that claim that she really felt she needed that hey man we live in a digital age you send something to someone they have the receipts you best believe they might end up on the internet and that is a risk you make every time you send a text what stage of the healing process is <laughs> is putting out uh information uh from multiple years ago where you were an, an active participant in this unhealthy relationship, no matter the capacity, and, and putting it out for the world to see, and specifically for recognizing the public shaming that's going to come from it, because you were intentional in the language that you used in calling him, uh, pretty much calling him a, a fuckboy. <laughs> I'm calling him a fuckboy and to warn people. Uh, I would say the healing comes in the point of relation with women across the world that have experienced the same kind of controlling behavior disguised as boundaries. Okay. Okay, point. I would say that there's, there's a community to be had that's kind of like the Me Too movement in a way. Uh, in the sense that you have shared this experience that you've had with Jonah in which, like, my partner can relate to it. Okay. She right away said, yeah, I've had partners just like this, and I'm sure plenty of, I haven't talked to a single woman yet that can't relate to this kind of behavior. So you're looking at it as a, in, a, in a way of community, where yeah, like it's, it, it's community. Pulls her into a conversation with others that have experienced the same range of hurt and the same kind of confusion, because you see her trying in the back and forth. Like, she is going to her Instagram as they're chatting and deleting pictures and being like, is this good enough now? Have I pleased you in your wishes? And he still says no. And he actually even disguises it in a very, like, he makes it sound like he's being understanding, but the tone and delivery is not understanding. It's supposed to, what? It, it's supposed to make her feel uneasy. And so we, uh, I do have some of those, and I'm, I'm going to read them sp specifically. My thought on that, is is there a way to encourage other women other again and it's not just women who are who experience this we make a lot of jokes about hoochie daddy shorts that that men wear we make a lot of jokes about gray sweatpants that that men wear and and we saw this with again in the kiki palmer like there were legitimately women talking about uh, if she can't wear this, but you could wear gray sweatpants talking about men because it supposedly shows off the print of the penis. Again, talks just talking about how over sexualized we are as a society where we're, you know, we view the body in one way and we view fabric and in, in uh, another way instead of just a way to keep us closed and keep us from freezing or freezing to death or, or burning to death. Right. Um, but is there a way, a way for her to, again, advocate for women who are in unhealthy relationships without necessarily having to, to put the receipts out where there's 
intentional sh your point of intentionally shaming is behind it not with the same visceral response not with the same light lightning rod moment hmm. like this became a cu cultural moment for the week right so in that way there is no other way that she can create that no way was she how she there this we are being invited without consent yes from jonah invited into their <laughs> we can't we can't put pool over that we can't not, i think I'm that's not. a because you did you did a I'm chuckle not. you gave a little chuckle you said <laughs> without consent from jonah you just because you just minimize my man jonah's because uh, he was a part of this too and i do think that's a part of it he is a part of it but the thing is is he thinks he's in the right place at the entire time. He never questions his position. He thinks that he is acting purely on his boundaries. Real quick, I want to go through the list again because it's important. <laughs> so post-sexual pictures. He thinks any post in which she is in clothing that he deems sexual is a sexual picture. I guarantee you she does not. She's wearing something that she feels good in, that she likes. Also, how are you going to say to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, you're dating a surfer. You're dating a surfer. These are all, they, they border on delusion. Like, do you want to date a surfer or not, sir? Do you want to date a surfer who models? Do you want it? And like, there's a complete lack of trust of his partner. None of these things dictate that she's doing anything wrong, but he thinks that he can't trust her in these situations with the boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men or <laughs> the friendships with women who are in unstable places from your wild recent past. Like, do you, do you want a person that's fun or do you not want a person that's fun, Jonah? So I feel like we we got to address these because these can all be addressed individually and, and not to say I'm on his side. But I, I again, when we talk about this idea of boundaries and what that looks like, the articulation of it. I'm I, Again, they're his. They're his. Right. And no matter what we think and how. Again, we're bringing are in they boundaries, though. So, are so, they boundaries? Again, I you know, tomato, tomato. What 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 is one boundary to one person may not be a boundary and may be problematic to another. So when we think about, and we can look no further than when you see this, it's like, damn, Jonah, Jonah, are you from Saudi Arabia? If we're going to be clear, if we're talking about the 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 rights of of women and and being able, and there's no you know disrespect. I do have a. And an Islamic woman who who tunes in, shout out to to that sister. Um, again, it, that that brings up a whole nother conversation related to boundaries, um, yes. and 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 wants and desires, et cetera, et cetera. But I digress. But when we talk about these super super religious uh, individuals, so we talk about like, even though I, he's super problematic, and I'm not going to say I'm glad he's dead, but hey, the world doesn't miss him. We talk about Pat Robertson. We talk about these 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 different figures who who would look at these things and say this makes complete sense, right? This this makes complete sense. So I don't want to say I don't I don't want Robert to come in and say this makes sense. I do I do think I mean he said a lot worse, right? He yeah, said at least no, said a lot worse. I don't necessarily know if that's the example that I want to bring in to where I think I think T D Jakes would look at this and be like, oh. 
Yeah, maybe not the surfing with men. That might be off. But listen, you want to honor your husband. And we know the following that T.D. Jakes, T.D. Jakes has. I just bring that up to say that what we look at, because, again, we, we view it from a from a feminist, from a womanist lens, that everybody isn't on that same wavelength. So that's why I bring up Saudi Arabia and, and, and Islam. We bring up so many other things. Watch 90 Day Fiance. I'm an avid watcher of 90 Day Fiance. This woman went over to Morocco and she was trying to show her arms. And my man was about to have a conniption. Because, again, for us, it may seem like, oh, she's just showing her arms, but that's a way of life. And even though Jonah is is an, an American man who, who's grown up here in American society and we expect him to have some level of, quote unquote, progressiveness to him, that's not necessarily that's not necessarily the um, that's not necessarily the case. And I just want to I want to go back real quick because I was talking about. That where is she in her healing process? And what this brings out to me is this brings out to is somebody who's in the beginning, the early stages, like day two of seeing a therapist. I, I know in using I statements, I remember when my, my ex-partner who, and I'm not going to say her name because, again, this was part of the process of me realizing I don't necessarily have to say her name in order for me to communicate the experiences that we had, right? And I can still... Um, respect her in that way even if she didn't respect me in the relationship in that way and again it was a mutually unhealthy we were both unhealthy but that was something that she said to me she said Phil when you speak why when you speak about it you gotta you gotta say my name in a relationship and it was unhealthy and being toxic and I was like damn you got a point because I can communicate this. And now the further removed I am from that unhealthy relationship, the more I see I don't have to say anything about her. Folk don't even have to know she exists in order for me to talk about my specific experiences. So if we if she put this up and we didn't know it was Jonah Hill and she just called him John Doe. I was in a relationship with John Doe and he had all of these things. I think it and ladies, you need to be mindful. Men, you need to be mindful. I think it would still resonate. It just maybe wouldn't be as sensationalized as, as it's become. Yeah, I agree that it would resonate. It definitely wouldn't hit the same level. Uh, I mean, they're beyond the list, man. Listen, all of this is bad. <laughs> we messy. Just say it, Mike. We messy. We like messy I shit. I agree. People are like, and again, I don't want to cancel Jonah. I don't think he's a terrible person. I think he has more work to do and using therapy language as a way of controlling your partner ain't the work I'm talking about because he thinks because he's speaking in such a clear ordered way and calling it boundaries that he's okay. But then if you go further on in the conversations, he starts gaslighting her, man. <laughs> he starts like, he starts straight up gaslighting her, like real, like throwing in like the LOL all big and being like, Keep taking me for granted. Go model, exclamation point. It's a fulfilling life. You'll love it. Like, he is continuing to bait her after she's actually trying to meet this list of unreasonable demands. That's the whole part for me. It's unreasonable to have this kind of control and expectation on a partner. You don't want a partner. You want a doll you can put up in a tower and visit when you want to visit. I hear you. I hear you. I, again, I... 
you know, we, I'm not gonna say we don't got context. I feel like we got a lot of context for Jonah's for Jonah's get down. And I don't want to make it seem like like I'm I, I I think it's important that we recognize that there are potentially two unhealthy people in this relationship, and how it's being portrayed is that it's only one. So when she says things like. And even when we talk about low self-esteem that, that exists, the result of it, she says at the at one point, I'm just going to and had me turn and had me turn down jobs for other brands. He didn't have you turn down jobs for other brands. You made a, a you made a decision. Right. And this is where this this idea of, yes, we can have empathy, but there's also a level of ownership to recognize and talk about. Be candid about your lack of self-esteem your lack of self-awareness in your effort to be with this person. Because I also think that can resonate. So when you're talking about these things, if you're, if you're in a group, let's say she's running a women's group and she's talking about these things, and ask her, well, why did you, why did you stay? Right? Talk about because those things. Because his behavior got her to stay. Say, say it again. Because his behavior got her to stay. That's the whole purpose of the way he's doing this. The behavior also, but I, but I think just some level of, of awareness. And again, this could come further in the healing process, right? And this comes with forgiving of self. We talk about this a lot in domestically violent relationships. We understand wholeheartedly why someone stays, whether it's physical violence, whether it appears to be emotional abuse within this. But there's also something that's not present within self that is also critical that now appears to be there in some form and she's starting to learn it she's starting to unearth it and how that can mm -hmm. also be uh, pivotal information to share with folk right when I was in the unhealthy relationship that I was talking about there was a lack of self-esteem I didn't deem myself worthy uh, I, I thought that good that amazing sex meant some <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, it take you back, man, because that amazing sex will <laughs> fuck you up. It'll fuck you up, man. Uh, do you think amazing sex and, and just the chemistry y'all have physically means something, right? Means yeah. means love. You equate it with love. And it's, it's not until you start doing that unlearning, you start doing that, that self-love that you start to realize, like, hey, nah, it was something up with me. And then saying, you know what, Phil, I get it. I understand the place that you were in when you were in this relationship for a few years and why you ended up showing up that way. So I forgive you for that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I get what you're saying. Like, I have plenty of experience of being in an emotionally abusive relationship. And I know certain things kept me there. And I think the one thing that comes to me in all of this is that we've got a really confused view on relationships and partners. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be getting into relationships where we need to change the person we're, we think we're attracted to. Like, homie, maybe you're not attracted to her, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you are going after the wrong person. Yeah. Like you, your list is literally the antithesis of everything she does. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? I think you picked the wrong mate. And and for her as well, right? Like she says about the modeling, that's the that that was the last profession he wanted his partner to pursue. And she responded, "Well, maybe you should have asked me more about what I do for work before you decided to date decided to date me." Then, 
that goes both ways. If he, if 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 I date you, and even if I say, yo, I don't feel you modeling, then you again, it's, it's just like this lack of accountability at times in these relationships. Like you chose me, like I chose you, and it's hard for me to believe that these signs weren't there. That's why I can give Darius Jackson uh, just a little reprieve from from this, just because. This appears to be like an, an outlier from all that we know about their relationship and just visibly what we've seen with this. It's like, nah, you had to be this way before you shown up. You don't just start saying, yo, you can't surf with men in year two, in year three. I, that just or you can or I take that back because people you know people would do some fucked up <laughs> shit. You can too. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way this speaks is it looks like. It's a classic example, right? And a lot of women have been talking about this when I've been reading about it, is that men want the woman they're attracted to when they first start dating, but then they want that woman to disappear once they're committed. Or they want that woman to only appear when they're with them. They are not to be that woman in the public eye anymore. That is over. What? Now, instead, I'm going to get upset with you when I see certain social media posts or I'm going to question this like or I'm going to question this follow because I am so fragile in my masculinity and my manhood that I can't exist without knowing everything and having complete control over your body, your sexuality, and your presence in the world. That's my final thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's, it's the and, and shout out to my homegirl, Adiza. She brought this up back in, in my 20s. Again, who's surrounding you? Who's around you? Mm. Who's telling you how you view things is bullshit. My homegirl, Adiza, she who, who works at, at Penn, getting her doctorate in social work right now as we speak. She was like, Phil, I was telling her just about how I viewed, um, I'm not going to say women, but we, we end up having a conversation just about women and relationships and motherhood. And again, this was in our, tw I was in my 20s. She's a little bit older. She's like, Phil, that's the Madonna whore complex. And I was like, mm -hmm. what's that? I was like, let me, let me look this up and, and see what the Madonna Horror Complex is. And it's the idea that you, you, can do anything, you can do anything with a woman that you want, right, before you all get together. And then once you get together or you become a mother or you become married, it's just like you're this, you're this, this Madonna, you're this, this pristine person. You have to ha uphold this image. Meanwhile, I could still go mess with the, mess with the whores. Right, quote unquote, whores, the women who are free. It's funny, a, a homeboy of mine, he's he's been he, he's been married for some years now, and he was just like he won't let his wife give him oral sex. Right, that's just that's just that's always been his thing. Right, and it was like, oh, all right, because again, you, you this idea of we have of mothers, right? How are you going to kiss the baby? And give me fellatio at the same time, right? Not not at the same time exactly, but how no, can we, how could we do this five minutes apart? This just it, it just can't compute. You're a, or we look at it in, in Darius Jackson. You're you're a mother now, right? You're this mm -hmm. Madonna. You're this pristine woman. You have to uphold yourself like my mama did, right? Because we we hold a lot of a lot of times we hold women up to to the standards of our of how our mother was. Right, because we can't view our God forbid you view your mother as being this sexual being. Like you say that to somebody, well, you know your mom has sex. It's just like what? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. She was the Virgin Mary. Again, we start to think about understanding where we get this these ideas from. Where in in these books, 
Again, no shade on what you believe. We're not keeping it real. We're saying that the stork put this baby here or just the, the Lord just, yo, put a baby in you. Gotcha. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. And Joseph's like, yo, what the fuck? Is you think I'm supposed to believe this, man? Man, come <laughs> and you And you start to see videos of that. And that's why I always laugh when I see him like, man, that's some bullshit. That ain't that ain't mine. That's somebody else's child. But we talk about this. And so I bring that up to say this idea of Madonna horror complex where, yeah, maybe early on in a relationship, he might have not been taking it serious. He might have just been doing his thing or they're just dating. And then once he gets serious, he's like, all right, now I got these rules and regulations that you got to follow. And here's there X, Y and Z. There it is right there. Right. Rules and regulations are not boundaries. Boundaries are an extension of who we are to our partner that we want them to see, understand, and connect with. Rules and regulations are us asserting control over our partner. Agreed. Agreed. And I sit and like when you're talking about the Madonna whore complex, is there such a thing that gets applied to men? Oh no 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 because you could no 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 no. Uh, <laughs> not not at all. Not at all. Because why? It's the ex it's the expectation. You're not expected yeah. to be faithful. You're not expected to 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 let alone your your boundaries or rules, however we want to define it. They're supposed to be adhered to regardless, just because the nature of how I identify identify gender wise. But yeah. but and I don't want to belabor this because I, I know we gotta get ready to go. Some of these things, man, I'm not going to say that they aren't boundaries, but I do think that there was poor wording right so boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men what if jonah was they in the bed right they sleep and i'm not saying this is me because i could care less the phone rings like three in the morning right you're getting you're getting two o'clock in the morning phone calls you're getting you're getting 11 p.m phone calls and there's some guy who just a homie just a homie of hers and she's like all right I, i'm you know i got to talk to charles I got, I got to talk to Charles, see what's going on with him. 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Is that a, is, it, could, he could potentially be discussing something like that, right? When it comes to establishing these boundaries where, yeah, I view late night calls, and he's not the only one. I view late night calls after 10 o'clock inappropriate for a, a woman who's in a relationship. What, do you, what are your thoughts why on that? Do we, why do we limit the intimacy that can be found in a friendship. I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> Not listen. I, cause, cause as soon as you said that I'm looking for the post, I am looking for the post and what it's going to do is we're going to fuck around and be here for another like 45 minutes <laughs> discussing that because I completely, I completely agree. But it like, if anything, I think this like getting past the, problems with the way he described boundaries getting past the misogyny i think what this really shows is the crisis we have in our relationships and how we connect to others and what we expect of a partner in being so desperate for connection and love that we don't think about the other ingredients man you don't think about if i even like this person like i look at my marriage man and we tried so hard for so many years to make two pieces fit together that were never meant to fit together hmm. yeah like that's what this shows me. Happened it happens all the time. But again, there may be some listeners who say, Well, for, for me and mine, right, calling after ten o'clock is that is a boundary for us. 
that's been established because it, it causes it can cause some some discomfort. Mm-hmm. Is that is that wrong? If if it's something that they've mm-hmm. identified as as a relationship in a relationship as a couple and they've made this decision together that phone calls between this hour and this hour is is inappropriate. Well, you just hit on something that I I completely think should go into boundary making is they should be co-created. They it should be a conversation and that's the thing. He didn't present it as a conversation. He presented it like here's a list. I need you to meet this list or I'm out. That's not a conversation, that's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So with that, with that being said, it was my fault. You about to say a thought? No, no, I'm good. Okay. So, and with that being said, because this comes from a conversation I was having last week at Uncle Bobby's with with my home girl, my accountant Tay, and uh, this other sister that we were talking about just relationship and, and relationships and love in our relationships and in our in our intimate relationships, our romantic relationships, our interpersonal relationships. And it was the idea that there is a different type of love when it comes to our romantic relationship as it comes to as opposed to to our friendships. And so, I, again, I posted this. I went right to it and I showed them it was it was readily available. It was Bell Hook saying there is no special love exclusively reserved for romantic partners. The love is the love. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the love is the love, the care, the, the concern, the, the knowledge, the, the awareness, the respect that love is the love. It doesn't matter if I have a ring on your finger. And this was part of the, the conversation that we had, because for me, they like, Phil, do you want to get married? And I'm like, yo, it's, I mean, if we do, we do. All right. If my partner is just like, yo, I want to get married. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's not coercion. That's not me. You know, not. It's just like for me, it isn't necessarily at the top of my bucket list. I don't have this mm-hmm. idea of okay, I'm gonna go get these. I'm, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna get these degrees. Then I'm gonna find a partner. Then we're gonna get married. Then we're gonna get the little white picket fence, and we're gonna live happily after. After. For me, it doesn't. That doesn't. That's not how I operate. For me, the only thing that matters is yes. Do I want a, a healthy relationship with a with a partner? Yes, I'm good, no matter what that looks like in any capacity, because for me, the love isn't going to change whether we have a, a, a ring on it or not. There's no higher level of commitment in my perspective. But again, that's because I don't necessarily subscribe to a specific doctrine that ingrains in me. Uh, there's no higher love than once you get past God love, then a, at a lower level love, it's your relationship with your spouse. It's marriage. For me, it's not like that. I have the same type of love, respect, and adoration for my friends, for my partner, or whoever. It's not going to change for me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And you're talking about that relationship escalator. You know? Okay, we date. We move in together. We get the proposal. We marry. We have a kid. Okay, we did it. Successful relationship. <laughs> like, I don't subscribe to that either. And also, when it comes to love and intimacy... I want my love and intimacy that exists in my body to be felt by anyone that I love and care about, whether they are my partner or my friend. And the thing that's really helped me with that is like my queer community. Cause hate to break it to like the cishet fan, but like 
y'all don't tend to have the same level of intimacy between friendships that like queer community does. Like we tend to dive in a little deeper. We tend to share a little bit more vulnerably. We tend to like proclaim our love with each other. We tend to show affection. And you don't see that at the same level in the cishet community. You just don't. Yeah. And that's really allowed me to heal and understand that like my love is my love. <laughs> like it ain't I'm with you on that. Like it ain't deeper than that. There aren't there aren't hierarchies to this. <laughs> the relationships might look different, but there's no hierarchies to the love I give people. Yeah. I give love because I give love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes to this idea of, and I, and I think I posted about it in my stories, this idea of, of soulmates and how I think we've we've gone away from it as a society a little bit, which is a good thing where your soulmate is a, is your romantic partner. It is one person that you meet in a lifetime and it's going to be all roses and peachy keen. That's not necessarily the, the reality, right? Your soulmate can, can be your, your family members. The soulmate can be your friends, the people that you choose to be a, a part of your family. It can also be the romantic partner that you choose. You can have multiple soulmates at the same time. And that's where I pushed back against, I don't think it was Marion Williamson. Um, I believe it was another, another woman who was on Oprah's Soulful Sunday. And she said her husband isn't her soulmate because... Her soulmate are individuals who hold up a mirror to expose them for in so many different areas. Right. And so my pushback to that when when here. But again, hearing it over time, multiple times. And she just hey, my, you know, my my she was like my husband. He's just like my best friend. And it's like. Hey, I, I like having coffee with you. You like having coffee with me, and we're and we're just two people who join together to go on. And my thing is, well, why can't that be a soulmate as as well, right? Where it's it is a reflection of maybe the just some aspects of, of yourself, right? It's just it doesn't have to be everything. Maybe the soulmate on this end may highlight your flaws in certain areas, while the soulmate in this other area highlights and accentuates the all the the healthy aspects of you and the possibilities that could be. Yeah, there is no one. In a, in a planet of seven billion people, why do you think there's a one? Like, there are people across this planet that you will come into contact with which will have a certain feeling of a return to home like you won't have to put in a lot of effort you won't have to put in this like performative experience to make sure they like you you just be you and you're like oh cool this feels comfortable yeah this is my kind of person like we've we've kind of turned relationships into this thing that always has to be work and like, yes, there is work, but the work shouldn't be the thing. <laughs> like, the love should be the thing. The work is what goes along with the love. Say, say it again, man. Say it again. It should. It, it, I'm about to tell on myself again. Uh, okay, let's do it. No, I, I, because we we over an hour anyway, so I'm not gonna tell myself. But no, it should be, it should be easy, right? Especially in the beginning, it it should be easy. You should have the butterflies, you should have the, the attraction and, and still recognizing for what it is, that it is just that. And then as we begin to progress in our friendships, in our relationships, we and, and we start to encounter certain things, then that truly shows the test of the relationship and, and what it it should be and what it might not be. But we have to be able to honor that as and well and honor ourselves and be able to say, hey, you know what? 
these boundaries that are showing up, which appear to me to be like rules and regulations. Nah, I'm not with this fam. Mm -hmm. Or, and again, that, that goes on, on a continuum. Is this something ultimately, is this something I can deal with something I can navigate or is this something where I need to say peace to, but as you stated, because we are so hell bent and we've, we've been programmed to believe that we need this romantic love in order to to be successful in this thing called life, then we're going to be willing to accept any and everything that that comes in, into into our personal space. Yeah, we need we need to decide when it's time to stop investing in something that isn't there. Like before Jonah made the list, he should have seen how that list represents everything that his partner is, and probably been like, huh. Maybe I'm not attracted to her, but something, whether it was fear or this need to feel seen or the possibility that she could change, pushed him forward. And the same thing with Sarah. Like when she first received that list, she should have been like, nah, fam, this is my life. You're a person. Like you aren't my life. You're a person. My life is my life. Yeah. But neither of them were able to do those things. Yeah. So now here we are talking about it. Word, word. In in our parting words, I'm just gonna say, free my man Jonah, man. He talking about if your friends, your friends with women and who are in unstable places, and from your wild recent past, beyond getting lunch or coffee, <laughs> yo, listen, don't, don't do that. I'm I'm riding with Jonah with that. If you if you riding with skeezers, don't. <laughs> Nah, that's this is wild. Jonah is Jonah wild, and that's why. I'm, but again, and this is where I go to, fam. You cannot win. It makes no sense for Jonah to respond to any of this shit. It makes no response. It makes no sense because some of this shit is wild, if not all of it, right? So, but again, that that and that's a conversation. You, who your your friends let's touch on that briefly because i do hear a lot of men saying that and that's why i do want to touch on it this idea of who your friends are and especially this one toxic podcast that i listen to and people know who my favorite rapper is so they probably could know who the, who the toxic podcast is by they talk about their 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 girlfriends their significant others going on girls trips and when the Kiki Palmer situation popped up, they wanted to know who her friends was and these unhealthy friends and who 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 make poor decisions, who don't care if you're in a relationship. And this is what Jonah is saying. Jonah is saying, listen, you can't be friends with the girls you was out there while and running the streets with because they may have um, poor influence over you and your decision making. What, what are your final thoughts on that, Mike? He doesn't trust his partner. <laughs> Everything else is just dressing, decoration. It's extra words to make him feel more confident what he's saying. What he is saying is, I cannot trust you when you are without me. Because, listen, if you're dating someone, you should be able to believe in their ability to be committed to what you've agreed to as a relationship. Hmm. Whether or not who's around them. Because, again, the love is the thing. So if the love is the thing and you believe in this person, who cares who's there? I don't get that. I, I am the least jealous, least possessive, least insecure person when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't police, man. I don't like cops. <laughs> I, I don't like cops, man. I think but I said that. Me, is, I, I said something similar, too. I, I think I said, I don't, I don't remember what it is, but it's, it's, I equate it with that. 
right? Like, nah, I'm, I'm not I think Jonah felt insecure. I think Jonah was afraid, and he needed to eliminate the things that made him afraid instead of being like, can I sit with this and learn to regulate? And that's something we're called on in a relationship, man. We can't expect our partners to alleviate all our fears and insecurities. Yeah. They can help us co-regulate, definitely. They can come to the table with us, but they can't be dragged to the table and turned into a person they're not. Yeah, yeah. So what, and real quick, see, now all these things keep coming up, right? This is why I keep extending <laughs> it. So what if it was a situation, because I'm reading, he says, my boundaries with you are based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. So speaking specifically to the friendship aspect with, with other women, let's say hypothetically it was a healthy relationship, and she has friends who are who don't care she has a friend who doesn't care for jonah he knows it she talks shit about him mm-hmm. is that a boundary is that a request that he should ask his partner and again this is outside of the idea that if we're in a healthy relationship and i got a homie who's saying hey that person ain't shit and they doing all the x i need to be reevaluating my friendship but is this a, a request that jonah should should ask I'm going to throw it out there that it's a request that shouldn't have to be made. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. But if it, but if it, if it isn't made, if, if she doesn't have that level of awareness and insight, is that something that he can bring up where he's talking about the discomfort? And she's like, well, this has been my friend for 25 years. Yeah, I mean, you can bring up the discomfort, but you can't move her to action. Yeah. That's where I keep coming back to this yeah. thing. Bring up your feelings, Jonah. You didn't bring up your feelings, man. You made a list of demands. You did not talk about your feelings in that list. You made a list of demands. Bring up your discomfort, but you can't move her to action. And like, yo, it's not easy to disconnect from a 25-year friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if that was the case, to expect her to just jump to it, unrealistic. You got to regulate, my man. You got to sit there. And really, if you're sure in yourself... Who cares what people say about you? Who cares? Move yeah. through the world like you can't be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to this one. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It's, it's definitely it's so many different conversations that that we can have. My advice to advice to Jonah and to Darius Jackson, just stay off the net, baby. It's nothing good <laughs> that comes from social media and talk about your relationship. Exactly. Because even if y'all have a healthy relationship and you posting about it and y'all break up and you got to scrub your eye, you scrub your IG clean, which is weird in itself to me. People who do that, it's weird. Uh, people going to ask you questions about that. So just keep your, your yeah. personal personal. And yeah. with that being said, I am Dr. Philip Roundtree here with the good brother, Mikey O. Let the people know what there you what you got. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from that's not the guy from Jackass, is it? What's his name? Steve O. No, that's Steve O. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh so let the people know what you what you got going on. Uh right now I got a couple things in the mix. I still got my group running well. We met this past Sunday. We meet again in two weeks holding space. Uh I'm working on a workshop that I'm gonna be presenting at uh Venus Envy up here in Halifax a kink workshop on looking at kink as a trauma work basically so should be interesting that's coming up in august okay and that's virtual too right i thought i saw yeah it's a hybrid so that it'll be in person and on zoom so i post it to my instagram every now and again sisyphean absurdity is the uh the handle 
ain't nobody got to tell nobody. You gonna have to change your name, man. It's, it's coming to it's coming to the point where you gonna have to put your government up there. I know you don't want them involved. TikTok. I'm gonna have TikTok soon. It's just that having to participate in that algorithm makes me hurt on the inside. So yeah, because because when my Britney Spears comments, it got crazy, and I'm glad I'm at a space where I can laugh, and that's why I hire somebody to now hire uh, to handle my TikTok for me. So I, I, I appreciate Abby the intern. And so again, with that being said, I'm Dr. Philip Roundtree. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening to this, whether it's on a streaming site, whether it's on YouTube. Share with a brother who could be beneficial. If it's Jonah Hill, if it's Darius Jackson, share with him. We, we of course, invite him to come on so we can have this, this healthy, yeah, robust com- conversation about men's wellness. Until next time, America, in my Maury Povich voice, who was also problematic, but we'll say that for another time. Peace.